You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast, and we want to thank you so very much for joining us today. As we watch prophecy unfold on a daily basis, the world is searching for answers, and the nation of Israel needs true friends now more than ever before. Please stay tuned with us for today's broadcast as we will be focusing on news in the Middle East, Bible prophecy, and why America should never turn her back on God's chosen people. And now, here is our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Welcome to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast for today. I hope you're having a good day. We're going to continue now the true testimony of me. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we were listening to the true testimony of uh, Dr. M.L. Ross of Valley, and I know there was a blessing to so many. I thought it would be a great blessing to hear a message that God had me preach in a little church in Texas some 14 years ago. We're going to continue that message from the other day. So buckle your seatbelt. Here we go. Hug him and kiss him and tell him, I love you, honey. Amen. You know why it's so important? Just like the preacher was alluding to about discipline and all that. If you don't show your kids how much you love them, how in the world do you expect them to understand the love of Jesus? Amen. The only thing they'll ever know about the love of God is the love of their parent. Before they come to know the love of God, they're going to have to experience some of that love. I'm telling you, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was for my daddy to hug me and kiss me and tell me, I love you, son. And I grew up like that. So my stepfather, my last stepfather, he was an Israeli. He fought in a 1948 War of Independence in Israel. And they decided to go and immigrate to Israel. And so uh, I was kind of happy to get out of the city, get away from all that junk. And they said, we're going to immigrate to Israel. My first year that I was there, uh, my mother and my stepfather, they decided to put me away in a boarding school. They said, we're going to have our life and you have your life. That's bad. I mean, I know it gets, I know it gets rough in the homes, but I'll tell you what. I'm telling you what, no matter how bad it gets, I'm telling you what, it, there's nothing like being at home. I'm telling you right now. I, I ran away not once, not twice. I probably ran away 20 times from that boarding home. I, I was miserable. I, and I started to become bitter against my mother, especially my mother. I blamed everything on my mother. I said, well, how could you do this to me? And finally, I decided to run away for the last time, and I did. I was only in Israel for a year, and I ran away, and I told my mother in so many words that even at her, her funeral, I wouldn't even come to her funeral. That's how much I hated my mother. I thought I hated her. I was bitter against her. I could not forgive her for what she allowed happen to me. And I was miserable. I was unhappy. I, I, had, I had no peace with nobody. I had no peace with God. I had no peace with my common fellow man. I was miserable. I didn't know what love meant. I didn't know any of that. And so I, I started living like a vagabond. And I mean, I was a vagabond. I, was, I went from city to city. I lived like that for two years. 
I, I guess I had too much pride to go into a garbage can. There was one time I actually didn't eat for two weeks. I didn't have one ounce of food for two weeks. And I couldn't get out of the country. I didn't have my passport. I didn't have my birth certificate. I was in bondage. I wanted to get out of there so bad. I want to come back to America. Even though I'm a Jew, and I guess I ought to love Israel because I'm a Jew, I still felt, you know, there's nothing like America. And I couldn't go. I couldn't leave. I was a hostage there. And I was miserable, and I was getting worse and worse. And finally, I got contacted the social services of Israel, and I told them, listen, my mother's forsaken me. My father's forsaken me. Everybody's forsaken me. And I said, if you don't get me out of this mess, I'm going to kill myself. It, you know, killing yourself always seems to be the easy way out. It ain't easy. It's not the easy way out. And I'll tell you one thing. If you're not saved and kill yourself, you'll be spending eternity in hell. That's right. I'll tell you what, it ain't easy. That's not the easy way out to commit suicide. Oh, no. No, sir. And I told him, I said, now, listen, I, I, I was put away in another place that were operated by the Arabs over there in the West Bank. I was in the West Bank. I lived over there. And my, 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 these poor people there, I mean, some of them were a result of the wars. Uh, there was, this is where some of the deformed people, they put these deformed people there. I'll never forget that. I don't mean to gross anybody out, but I'm just telling you how, how sheltered we are. Uh, there was one, one child there that, that had his arm, was literally had, had been grown out of his, his stomach area. And he walked around like that. I mean, de- deformed, gr- gross-looking gross children. I mean, I mean, you don't hear about stuff like that, but it's true. It goes on. And I, I, I had to live there. I lived there among those people. And once a week, the elders, the Arab elders would get together, and they said, now, we want you to sit around this big water pipe. And boy, it was a big water pipe. It had to be at least about this high. It had pipes coming out of it. They said, now, we want to... We want you to join in and, and smoke off one of these hoses. I said, what is this, a fire, a fire hydrant? <laughs> I mean, what is this thing? He said, oh, it's just something we do. And said, just go ahead and inhale that thing. And do you know what Do you know what it was? That thing was a water bottle, and it had opium hashish in it. And the elders of the Arab communities would get around once a week, and they would smoke from this water bottle. And they would get absolutely blown out of their heads. And, and I was thinking, that's probably why they can't win any wars, right? <laughs> I mean, they're drugged. I said, this stuff's driving me mad. I, I'm not going to be able to live through this. I'm gonna, if I don't kill myself, they're going to kill me. And boy, I tell you what, I cried out to God. I said, listen, if there is a God in heaven, please deliver me. I lived in bomb shelters over there for two years. I lived in bomb shelters. With the rats and the mices, every house in Israel has a bomb shelter. I lived there. I tell you, it was rough. But somehow or another, there was a question that bothered me more than any question in my life. And you know what that question was? What that three-year-old, that four- or five-year-old boy asked me. He said, did you know Jesus was a Jew? That bothered me. Who is this Jesus fella? Anyway, the social services, uh, uh, they contacted my mother and told my mother, if, they, if she did not release me and give me over to my other side of the family, that they were going to arrest her for child neglect. And so they worked out arrangements. My uncle, who was one of the chief rabbis in New York City, uh, finally got a hold of my real father, who I hadn't seen for years, and they signed a, uh, a release for me because at that time I was 17 years old, and I had a choice, either stay in Israel and join the military 
or I'd get out and go back to New York City and be with the other side of my family. And I'll tell you one thing right now. I was so glad when they said, we'll go ahead and take him. We'll take him. Amen? We'll take him. That was the first stepping stone of deliverance for me right there. They'll take me. My, my mother told them that I was a drunk, I was a no good, I was a derelict. You don't want him. But they took me anyhow. Isn't that good? I, I know I'm not getting in the tabernacle right now, but I want to tell you something. A lot of these poor people come over here to the eastern gate, and they couldn't afford to have a lamb. The lambs were too expensive for the common poor person in Israel. And I want to tell you something. Uh, they, all they had was a donkey. They may have come with a donkey. And you can't bring an unclean donkey into the tabernacle for sacrifice. You can't do it. But you know what? The porters at the gate said, that's okay. We'll give you a lamb for a donkey. You know how many donkeys equal a lamb? Probably 20. Now, that's the goodness of God. That's the mercy of God, isn't it? And so here I was. I, I was poor, and I got back over there to the United States, and I made a promise to my uncle. I said, okay, if you let me come back to the United States, I'll join the United States military. I said, I'd rather die for the U.S. than die for Israel. That's how patriotic I was. And I joined the United States military. And I wasn't there but almost about a year. And I got word that my uncle, who was one of the chief rabbis in New York, suddenly was killed. He was ran over by a car. And he died in less than 10 minutes. And boy, my heart was crushed. And I felt like, what am I going to do now? He, he was like my savior. He helped me. He delivered me. Well... This is all the time that we have left today. I hope you've enjoyed it so far. This week we're going to air the complete sermon that I preached some 14 years ago. Uh, the audio is not the greatest, but I hope that you can bear with it. You realize that uh, many have come to know Christ through that great testimony of what the Lord did in my life. So if you want to get in touch with us, Call us at 844-644-4426. Again, the number is 844-644-4426. You can call us. You can text us a message. Let us know that you've listened to the broadcast. If you want a copy of the message, The Jew and the Little Black Book, request offering 200. That's offering number 200. And you can also go to the website, HIBB.org, and contact us that way as well. Or you can email us at radio at HIBB.org. That's radio at HIBB.org. And request a free copy of this message, The Jew and the Little Black Book, that I preached some years ago about how God saved my soul. Well, until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. And we pray that today's program has been an encouragement to you. If it has, please contact us and let us know you're listening. 
If you are of Jewish descent and would like to know more about the new covenant prophesied in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, or maybe you're curious as to why true Bible-believing Christians have always supported Israel, please contact us. As a token of our love and appreciation, we would like to give you a beautifully bound Hebrew-English new covenant referred to as the New Testament. This Prophecy Edition Bible will be a great addition to your library and it will help you understand why those who believe in Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ, have always loved, supported, and prayed for Israel. Now if you're writing to let us know you're listening or if you're requesting one of these beautiful Hebrew-English New Covenants, you may do so by going to our website, www.hopeofisrael.net. That's hopeofisrael.net. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. Once again, that's P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. This broadcast is made possible because of giving friends all around the country, and if you would like to have a part in keeping this broadcast on your local station, you can send your donation to that same address, and please include the call letters of your radio station. That address, once again, is P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. You can also give by going to the website, www.hopeofisrael.net. That is hopeofisrael.net. You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Please tune in again at this same time as we stand with Israel and proclaim truth from God's precious word.